Yeah. What, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fredo and Ron's Nameless Podcast. That's the Nameless Podcast. It's me, Fredo, and my co-host Ron over here. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? This is the last podcast of 2019, so pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. Also, the the last one until your birthday coming up. Oh uh, yeah, 25th <laughs> on oh, Tuesday. quarter century. Yes, sir. Ben Simmons year. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) People have been down and out on him, but I still believe my guy. I mean, he played played good on Christmas, right? Yeah, no, they they blew them out, so I'm satisfied about that. I still have the Sixers coming out the East myself. Um, You don't have a – who's your pick out of the East? uh, Sixers actually still was my pick before the season, but I'm having doubts. No, it, it, it's weird because I'm not that high on the Bucks either, so it's kind of like either uh-huh. the Bucks or Sixers, and I'm not pretty. I'm not high on either, so I don't. You like you like Miami Heat or the Celtics? No, it's either those two, but I'm just not sure which two it is, which one of them are. Uh, which is okay. which is one is one of the questions that we're gonna answer. Um, eventually has something to do with that, so I don't wanna elaborate on that. Okay, so then let's get right into it. Um, so this week we're doing a mailbag episode, as you guys know. We plan on doing this as the last episode of every month. Yes, I love. And it. yeah, so we took on we took in last questions the last time. I'm glad people like have been like interested in like sending us questions, but we want to give a little bit like more thought into your guys' questions. So we're gonna elaborate on it more. Last time it was like very quick. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it. The first question was by my guy Rodrigo Versetti. Uh, his at is Rodrigo Versetti. He's a big Knicks fan, been a good friend of mine for a couple of years. He's Brazilian, I believe. And his question is Who do you think will be moved before the trade deadline? This is obviously reference to the Knicks. Yeah. Um, I guess right, right now, my. After these like reports from Ian Begley, I am inclined to believe. Well, we saw Dennis Smith Jr. I think he is going to be moved. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said several players and some other names on my mind. I know people have been quick to say Taj Gibson, but I don't think it's him. I think he honestly does want to be a Nick, and he's not going to get a much better situation if he's traded anyway. He's like 35. He's aging. But I think Marcus Morris gets moved, hopefully, and and I think Tree is another guy that has asked out so also wayne ellington he's a veteran and i don't think he has a i think he knows he doesn't have a future here really with reggie bullock coming back yeah yeah, yeah I, uh, it's weird because it's like a few a few next that i can see getting trade of course marcus morris is one just because his trade value is so high right now and yeah. i can see a contender Gambling on him might throw in a pick or so. Um, Dennis Smith too. Um, maybe he's just not ready for the bright lights. Maybe he needs um to go to a low market, low media type team to make um you know because you know playing in New York is tough. It's one yeah. of the toughest things. New York and LA is the the lights the brightest there. So yeah, and um I'll, one guy I. I would have said Taj Gibson. I was going more towards Bobby Portis. 
I think he gets moved too. You're right. I saw the there's some reports that teams are interested in him, which I'm glad. He, he doesn't yeah, have. He's he's a nice here. he's a nice grid. I mean, he's a he he'll be a good um, backup. Death. Yeah. No. He, he's yeah. He's he's for a good team. He's all right. Yeah. Uh, another thing was, wow, I lost my train of thought. Well, I, oh, Dennis Smith Jr. I honestly, I don't, I hope we don't trade him by the trade deadline. I know there's been reports about that, but his value is shit. We're not going to get much for him. We yeah, might as right. well hold him off to like the offseason to see if we can fix him. If not, you know, give him up on, on him by then. But exactly, because yeah, you're, you're, you're not getting shit right now. Yeah, you might as well hold on to him. You, we we already just took a took up his option. Might as well. Just you might him. get more from cheer, um, ISO Zoe. Yeah, you might. Than Dennis Smith right now, for being honest. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's go on to the next question. This is by my guy Talk Nicks. He has some pretty good uh, poems. If you guys ever want to check that out, you guys should follow him. His name is literally just Talk Nicks uh, on Twitter. But his question was, if you guys had to guess which players have privately said they want to trade out of the Knicks, who do you think those players are? I have my guesses: Trier, DSJ, Ellington, and maybe Portis. Well, we pretty much just answered this question, but the ones I think have asked to, to be out are Dennis Smith Jr. based just based off reports, and I think Trier. Trier has been like you know been grumbling. Those are, those like are definitely my, definitely my top two. Yeah, if there's a if there is the third, I it, I'm inclined to believe it's it's Wayne Ellington, just because. He pretty much has a one-year contract. He he knows we're not gonna pick him up, pick up his second year. He's a veteran. Teams are always looking for shooters, so he'll find a spot somewhere. So if there is a guy, I think it's him. I I I, I agree hundred percent on that list. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll go on to the next question for um, Daniel M two K twenty twenty infamous Knicks account, also part of posting and toasting. So his question was, should the Knicks go all in on Masai Ujiri? Bro, mm-hmm. hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. What's, think, what's, what's all in to you? Well, I saw that uh, – I, I forgot who it was, but a journalist said that the Toronto Raptors would would expect, like, two first-rounders. And I saw fans, like, saying, no, hell no, we, we wouldn't do that for GM. Bro, I – you do that. You do. He's a top three GM, maybe the best. Not GM, the president, bro. The best president in the NBA. That that's honestly why we're so shit. Steve Mills would not get a job anyone anywhere else. Before him, we had Phil Jackson. Like, of course, I go all in on Masai Ujiri. If it's two first rounders, and we have these Dallas picks, and I mean, obviously, also, if Masai was interested in being here. I don't think he would allow Toronto to fleece us anyway for, for his future job. So he might have some input on in that. But hell yeah, I, I go all in on the side. I'm gonna be 100% truthful right now. I did not know you could trade first round picks for GMs. Yeah, when they're when they're under contract, yeah. Oh, this is yeah, this is, okay. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy to me. But um. Yeah, if, if if you do that, um, free agents, other players is gonna see that the Knicks wanna change their culture. They wanna Yeah. Go towards a winning GM who's known for making good signings and discovering G League talents. As uh-huh. you can go as um Fred Van Vliet who played pretty great in the the finals and 
of course, most approved players, Siakam, who's having an all-star season, pretty much yeah. might be locked in to start. Yeah, no. And um, Eastern Conference, he might. Yeah. No, I'm I'm completely with you there. I mean, yeah, Ra- yeah it's, it's my side, bro. Yeah, Raptors developed their – Raptors might be the best developing team. They got a yeah. nice, they got a nice young core that developed through the G League, which yeah. we said multiple times that players shouldn't see the G League as a as a downgrade as as everybody makes it seem. Right? Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Like, let's say everyone knows I love to play Overwatch. Overwatch has a competitive gaming. Dodo. It's not doo-doo. but <laughs> <laughs> no, like. If I if I play a game in competitive and I see that like I'm out of the loop, I might hop in quick play real quick, just to get it back into it, and then I jump back into competitive play. It's it's the same theory. It's just you know you play yourself against lesser talent, get yourself some confidence, warm yourself in, and that's it. It's it's not a demotion. You, I wish teams would would stop looking at it like that. Uh, so let's go on to the next question. Uh, Want to go with one of the ones you got? Yeah, I go. Um. One question, which was, um, which which conference has a better chance of winning the title? This is asked by um, Trilly Sparks on Twitter, if you want to follow him. Um, like you said, we just talked about the Bucks and Sixers being the top two um, choices from the East. And like I said, I'm not too big on either of them. So as, as the question asks, it's definitely the Western Conference. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's the Western Conference. Because, uh, uh, no, you, you want to finish? Yeah, I was going to say, my my top two choices still to this day is the, either the Clippers or Lakers. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. It's, if you look at, like, all the East teams that are, like, contenders, it's, like, it's the Bucks, it's the Celtics, it's maybe Miami Heat that's been getting some talk. Behind them, it you know you can have a uh, Pacers maybe Voladipo comes back full strength so who, who knows but all of them are really young young teams and if you compare the Western Conference the Lakers and Clippers they both have like established superstars uh, up there you know that they're, they're they're made for this the playoffs I, I I go with any of the Western teams or the Eastern teams yeah. so that's my answer there yeah and I have um. One friend sent um, a few questions, but I'm, I chose two because I felt like it was good. Um, uh-huh. His ad is, I'm so underscore Shaq, g- good friend of mine since high school. Um, he said, do you believe Lakers are the better contenders despite Clippers being 2-0 against them this season? I'll let you answer this first. Well, I'm not taking too much account into the – to the Christmas game, even though the Lakers were up by a good margin at, at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then LeBron said he got injured. I don't know how much of an excuse that is or not. I'm not going to entertain it, but uh, he was going in, injured and in, entering to the game. I guess you can see he's been out of groove, but I think when the playoffs come, it's going to be the Lakers. It, it, they have the better, they have the two better like superstars in my opinion. I know everyone wants to say Kawhi is the best player in the world right now. I guess there is truth to that, but in the playoffs, I'm still taking LeBron over him. And, yeah, I, I think the seven-game series, I think Lakers still got this. I strongly dis- 
disagree with you. <laughs> so uh, oh, God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking regular season. I, I, I'm not the one to overreact to regular season games. Um, of course, Lakers and Clippers. That's all that people was worried about this Christmas. Pretty much the only game that they was worried about. It was like um, 2016 or uh, 2017 when KD's first Christmas game with the Warriors and the Cavs beat. Um, the Warriors are Christmas Day, and then everybody thought, oh, Cavs could beat the Warriors, and then you saw what happens in the finals. But mm-hmm. despite despite Clippers winning both games, I still feel with all the with the wins, or even if they lost both, I still have Clippers winning. Yeah, well, I, maybe Clippers are better right now. Like, they have the depth and everything. Uh, they, they have really good coaching. The Lakers so, really need to get a perimeter player. That's that's uh, like the number one thing on the trade deadline. They have no one in the perimeter that can get their own shot. And this question was um pretty cool too. Um same same person, I'm so shocked. Um he said how many dynamic duos are in the N- NBA and how would you rank them? That, that said, is a very this heavy question. Pretty heavy question. So I wanna say I want you to rank the top five. The top five duos? Yes. I'll go All right. Um, I'll go first. All right. Of course, um, I don't want to say of course, but Anthony Davis, LeBron first. Okay. I'm going healthy, even if they're unhealthy. So um, Anthony Davis, LeBron first. Second is Kawhi and Paul George. Third, I'm going with Kyrie and KD. Fourth, I'm going with Steph and Clay. And fifth, I'm going with Harden and Westbrook. Harden and Westbrook. Damn. Uh, well, LeBron and AD are my number one duo. Yeah. Kawhi and PG, I'll go second. Third. I mean, you said it's healthy or unhealthy. I'm still going Curry and Clay over okay. Katie and Kyrie. It's just... I, I don't know how how well, I I mean, but early on like early in the careers I would go KD, but I don't know how he ends up at the Achilles injury. Absolutely. Uh, after them, after Curry and Clay. Sheesh, this is a hard question. Uh, I guess you, I, I'm gonna just throw Harden and Westbrook in there. Fifth, fifth is tough for me. I'm looking all around. I mean. I might have to put Giannis and Middleton, and I know people are gonna look bad at me because I put Middleton in there. But Giannis is so good at outweighs it. Yeah, I, I think that, I have to put him up there. He's just he's just that good. He's just that good. I, I mean, I am a Middleton guy, but I mean, yeah, yeah, Giannis is just that good. I'm gonna put him uh, as the fifth one then. Uh, you you good with that 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 good uh, with those choices? I say, did you just not include KD and Kyrie? I'm putting them out of my top five. <laughs> no bias, right? Okay. No bias. <laughs> uh, you could go ask the next question. Uh, my next question is by Shwini Poo, posting and toasting uh, account leader. <laughs> he, he has a he has a he runs a podcast with Scooter Toots on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, I'm on there this Sunday, so that'll be nice. Let's go. Uh, yeah, his question, which I, I really like this question. Do you think that Randall's recent uptick is a credit to him, 
Mike Miller or both? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. Considering his recent play, are you are you now less eager to trade him, or would you still try to cash in on him at a, at a more restored trade value? This is a great question. It is. Okay, I do partly think it is Mike Miller, but I, I got to give credit to, to Julius Randle. I think he's just getting into a groove with his teammates, but I think Mike Miller is putting him in better situations to succeed. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a stark difference between him and Fisdale uh, w- w- with this Randle's recent uptick. He just had back-to-back 30-point games. He's been looking really solid, but uh, as opposed to his trade value, I do eventually want to trade Julius Randle, but I think I might hold on to that till next season. I I, I I think it'll probably be a bad idea just to gut this entire roster this season. Uh, you know, for our young players, I, I would keep Randall. Maybe, uh, yeah, I would have to break up Morrison Randall at some point, but mm-hmm. I would. I think Julius Randall would be a definitely like have a pretty decent trade value next season. So I would hold on to, uh, until then at least unless something like massive com- just comes up and you just have to trade him. Um, this, this is basically Julius Randle. That was how he was playing last season. Um, I do want to give a little credit to Mike Miller. It might, or Julius Randle might just feel like it's a new fresh, fresher start with the new coaching. With the new coach, but um, this is pretty much the Julius Randle that I was talking about all summer long, expecting him to put up these type of numbers. Twenty-four, I think it's twenty-four and eight since playing with Mike Miller. Something like that, yeah, or something like that. Um, as far as trading, I feel like if Marcus Morris is, you know, being traded, I feel like that's the number one trade bait right now. Yeah, I feel like you should hold on to Julius Randle at least for now. You definitely should. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not on a terrible contract, and he's on a what? Three years. Play it's off? a three years, but option, uh, team, option. Year, team option. Team option. Oh, team option. So that's even better for um for the Knicks. So yeah, I say hold on to him. See yeah, his trade approves. value will shoot see, up. See if he approves. See if he plays more like how Nick fans want him to play, or how the coaching staff wants him to play. So, yeah, just, he's he he's been playing a lot better. So, that's, yeah, that's right for the Knicks. Especially if we get more spacers, I think he'll be much, that much better. Cause yeah, yeah. So I, like, I think yeah. it was Bo- I think it was Bootham that um tweeted a video of how how much space Julius Randle had playing with the Pelicans, and then he compared, and they compared to how, how much space he has with the Knicks, which was a, a pretty good v- video. Shout out to Bootham. But, yeah. Well, the thing is, also, I, I do, I, I like Randle offensively, but I'm never going to like him defensively. He, he he's just, he's too, like, uh, short, I guess I want to say. I think th- throughout his entire Knicks career, I think he's only blocked, like, four shots. I'm not sure. I would have to check that out, but I want—I honestly want my power forward to be a little longer. Pause, but you know, like getting in passing lanes, blocking shots yeah. out there. So yeah, I mean, eventually I do want to trade Randall, but especially with the team option, his contract is gonna blow up in value next season if he continues playing at you know at, at, at what we we believe him to be. So yeah. Uh, 
Next question is by Infamous Jer. Jer is J-E-R, and the infamous is spelled with a one instead of an I. His question was, Mike Miller's record right now is four and six. By the way, Mike Miller did that, got four wins in ha- less than half the games that Dave Fisdale did. So mm-hmm. very happy about that. But his question is, Mike Miller's record is four and six. If he can keep this sinking ship around 500 under his tenure, would you mind bringing him back next year? Woo! I'm actually a, I'm a Mike Miller fan, as you guys should be aware of that by now. But he looks like a like he's an NBA coach by now. And honestly, I wouldn't mind the stability. I wouldn't mind bringing him along for at least another season. And, you know, giving him the chance to maybe pick his own coaching staff. Uh, he, there's definitely some issues, obviously. Some of his, his rotations are a little, like, wonky. He'll play Bobby Portis, a similar amount of minutes to Mitchell Robinson. And you just look at their plus minuses and how the game's going on during the game. He does make some funny decisions. The spacing hasn't been all that great, but I think he's an NBA coach. He makes reasonable decisions, and I think the Knicks should look into stability. So I, I wouldn't mind keeping him for next year. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Mike Miller fan. Yeah, um, one one of the worst things to do as a team is to go in and out between coaches, keep switching coaches, especially with the you would say the Knicks is a young team. So you it's pretty tough for especially a team like the Knicks. I, f- I feel like he's they clearly improved once he started. The yeah. Knicks are playing way better. The energy's different, the vibes is different. So if if he's improving as the season goes on, despite the records being five hundred or a little bit under five hundred. You never know if they get it, if the Knicks get to a better start, how better they'll be playing. I just feel like the plays wasn't playing as hard with Fitz though. So yeah, and at at this point, the names that are being thrown around for the Knicks head Jesus coaching Christ. job is yeah, it's just yeah. it's just big it's just big names that they because it's New it's York like big names Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson Jeff Van Gundy. You saw what happened with. Mark Jackson, the Warriors, yeah, weird, creepy church stuff, whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. off the court and on the court. It yeah, was just just funny decision. Stick, stick with this culture. Less, if he's borderline good or decent, just write it out for next season. No, you shouldn't rush to just replace him with a big market name. Yeah, and I, like at this point, I I am pretty like set on him being an NBA coach, and. Like, you look at the Bulls, and I don't think Jim Borland's an NBA coach, but they stick with him. Uh, this this would be a completely different situation. Uh, he doesn't make, really make that many head-scratching things, so, yeah. It's just, right. I, I also find it weird that these coaches get fired, and then they just automatically get hired on a new team. I just don't, yeah. like, they got fired for a reason. There's just other teams just pick, you know, so that, yeah. next question. All right, next question was by my, by my guy, Will Johnson. His at is W underscore Johnson 5. What is a realistic trade you would do for Malik Beasley? <laughs> this guy, all right, Will's a big FS, uh, FSU uh, stan. He lives in Florida. 
He everything about him is FSU. Malik Beasley went to FSU, but oh, okay. he honestly did put me on to Malik Beasley from the Nuggets. He's a very good uh, a shooter. Uh, I, I would love him here. He's very bouncy. But a realistic trade. Well, I spoke to a Nuggets fan who I I, I do respect his opinion earlier in the season just because I wanted to know what he would want from Malik Beasley, and he honestly just told me he would take Alonzo Trier straight up. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Especially because Malik Beasley is in for he's in a contract year, so he's gonna want a lot of money. He does he doesn't expect to get much for him at, at that point. But Malik Beasley does have his issues like on the ball. He, he can't really create a shot. He's not a great playmaker and whatnot. Uh, but that's what he said. He told me he he only, he would just take Alonzo Trier straight up. Uh, obviously, I think you would have to match his contracts. So I would throw in a veteran, obviously, in one of these, you know, just to match the contracts. But, yeah, I uh, for players that they're they're going to want a lot of money, their value does go down. So who knows? But, yeah, that's what I think. Um, Like I said, I, I would need a little quick stat checkup on how Malik Beasley's playing this year. Um, He's been play- he hasn't play- been playing that good this year. Yeah, okay. So, so it sounds like, well, according to your your friend, it sounds like his value is pretty low right now. So, yeah. Realistically, Nuggets are not doing Trier for Malik Beasley straight up. Maybe <laughs> they might have to add a second round, second round or something like that. But like you said, it's his contract year, so. Yeah. Pretty hard to. Pretty yeah. hard to deal those kind of players, unless yeah. they're guaranteed to sign again. Okay, so the next question was by Kevin, Kevin O-M-O underscore. This is who I do, Blue Milk Boys. Check us out for Star Wars Podcast. We're going to do a season finale episode tomorrow, so check us out. But my guy's question was, what's a realistic lineup the Knicks could put around R.J. Barrett to maximize his effectiveness? I like this question, especially because... RJ has been pretty stinky the past couple weeks. <laughs> but I think for RJ, he needs a, a point guard that can score. So yeah. I don't think the NBA personnel is on this team right now to maximize his effectiveness. But spacers, uh, athletes, Mitchell Robinson, we have that. Uh, uh, Randall, Randall's kind of sketchy with me for RJ Barrett. Probably have to get another another floor spacer right there. But, yeah, we don't have the – I don't think we have the NBA personnel to really maximize his effectiveness here. We really need another point guard and another, like, a, a stretch four. What do you think? I know you're you're a big Duke guy. You've been watching RJ yeah. for a while. Um, shooters. This, any, any player's dream is to be surrounded by shooters. As far as RJ Barrett, I feel like – and Duke, he's playing. He's also in this way because Duke, he's also playing with a point guard who can't shoot. So I feel like I feel like he's I feel like he's used to it right now. But to yeah. Maxima, of course, you need you need you need a point guard that's able to facilitate and at least at least be able to knock down an open shot. Yeah. And RJ right now is surrounded by non-shooters beside Marcus Morris, who's having an unbelievable. Three-point shooting career on yeah. a season, which you don't, you never know if he's going to be able to keep up. But a, a guy like RJ, 
need to be surrounded. You know, because now, now stretch fours are just shooters. Yeah. And, and they're not they're not banging down in the paint or whatnot. So yeah. Well, well I uh. We want to surround RJ around shooters, but RJ got to improve himself as well. He does have to improve. But for that point guard question, I honestly have been looking towards the draft for any answers there. Uh, you know, for, for like the, I think the guy I keep going back to is Tyrese Halliburton who I think might be the best shooting shooter at point guard in this draft. Uh, he's been shooting up draft boards. Draft Express has him as the fourth best prospect right now. So I would love a, a guy like that next to RJ. Uh, let's go on to the next question. This is by Matt. Monsieur Matt25. This guy, he's infamous. But his question was, do you think there will be any surprise all-star caliber players that request trades by the deadline? And if so, who do you think it will be? Bradley Bill. You think Bradley Bill asked out? Oh, it was your crest. Okay, okay. Um, I thought you who's most likely to be traded. Um I mean, either or. He's asking is there gonna be any surprise request, the, yeah, or who's gonna be traded. If uh, damn. If the heat wasn't playing so great. I would say Bradley Bill. Uh-huh. Um, superstar. There's nothing. Well, star. Um, yeah. I mean, OKC's actually playing good. So it seems like they're keeping Chris Paul. I'm not saying he's a superstar, but, you know, he's that statue. Uh, any stars getting traded? <sighs> Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean the one person everybody's been talking about, which is actually leads on to my question, is um D'Lo. Oh, uh, D'Lo? I don't think yeah. he's gonna ask out. Um, no, no, that's I'm just saying yeah. like stars to get traded. I don't think I don't think st- it's weird for stars to ask. Yeah, exactly. It's very. I, I yeah. I personally think. The the biggest star, and he's not really a, that big of a star, is going to be Buddy Heald. Uh, he's been pretty disgruntled w- with the coaching staff himself, and it's basically like two seasons in a row. Oh, he feels sure. like they're kind of giving up on him. I I, th- I can see him asking out, even though he just signed a contract with them. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's He's been begging for that contract. It would be kind of weird for him to... Yeah, so that's, why it's, that's kind of a surprise right there. Yeah. I, I honestly do... I have like a... You know, like a little sensation right there. Okay. So, um, what was the question you were going to ask? Yeah, so sensory access. Um, this is from um, at DRustan. You know, I got my D'Angelo Russell um, fans <laughs> following. So, despite despite um, D'Angelo, Russell, D'Angelo Russell showing that he could play off ball this season, do you think Warriors would still trade him? So, my answer is... Like, I think there's been rumors before saying that they was going to trade them, and now they're saying that they're not going to trade them before the before the season ends. And I just feel like you had to – you made you made this trade. You you got DeAndre Russell. It'd be, it would be dumb for them to trade him without watching Clay, Steph, and him play together. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah, no, I, I, no, I'm with you there. I uh, it you seems have... like the pop, popular answer is he's gonna get traded. Yeah, yeah. That's they're just building up his value. Um, but right. I I think they're gonna wait to see how he works with the rest of the team. Yeah. And I think it's gonna work. They might end up just keeping him for a while. That's that's why I feel like they're gonna sit Clay out for the whole season, make sure he's 100% healthy. Because when he gets back, he's 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 guarding the best perimeter player. Uh huh. And right now, and then right now, <laughs> believe it or not, Willie's on a three-game winning streak right now. And I think over the past ten games, the Warriors defense. Defense is 14th in the league, which is pretty great compared to they was basically 30th. And again, they yeah. was getting smoked by every team, and now they're they're actually competing. And they had a great Christmas game. Surprise! The Rockets. I had so many coworkers that would say the Rockets win about 25, and I should have betted them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have taken that bet either. Of course not. Of course I was taking a bet. But <laughs> shout out to the fun with it. So yeah. Speaking of Christmas Alvax, uh, another question um, by a good friend at Nate Bow, Nate underscore B A E U R. It's a dumb name, but um. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about Christmas, he clearly asked. He sent this question after the Lakers and Clippers game. And he asks, and why can't LeBron go into killer mode? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is clearly an overreaction to the to the ending of the Clippers-Lakers game. Uh-huh. Which, which was... Uh, it's a little rant. Um, the Lakers are down three points. 20 seconds left. LeBron really dribbled the ball for 15 seconds. When it gets under 10 seconds, of course, Pat, Pat Bev's going to know that you're going for the three-pointer. It was, I, I felt like he should have went for the quick, quick, the quick two and then played a foul game. And I also want to ask you, how do you feel about that, those, um, the replay? Of course, it went off LeBron, but that was like a, you know? Yeah. Um, for the replay thing, it was off LeBron, obviously. Yeah, I I do like what Nick Wright said, even though you know a lot of people oh my god like shit on Nick Wright fast. He's, he's a little, I can't I can't listen. Don't talk to LeBron. No, I get it, I get it I get it. But <laughs> what he said was like what that call is like you know when you play ball and someone blocks your shot, it, mm-hmm. it's it's your ball because it went out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And he was ta- saying how that call is supposed to be in like the spirit of that. Instead, we have, like, replay, like, analyzing to the, the one-tenth of a second to see who it went off last. So, mm-hmm. I, I get that. Uh, I guess it is a weird stance to take, but I do understand that. It is, it is weird to get your shot blocked and, you know, it's, it's the other team's ball. Did you, did you hear that from him or no? No, like I said, I don't listen to anything he says about LeBron because... Yeah. But yeah, like no, I said, LeBron LeBron has a killer mode. It might it might not be Kobe or Kyrie killer mode. Killer mode doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna go get a bucket. Killer mode is 
make sometimes making the right play, and that's what LeBron does. It's, yeah, it's sometimes all. it's not you know, it's not looking to score. It's it's making the the best play, and that's that's how he played for his whole career. And LeBron has many game winner shots. Yeah, no, he does. The, Le- the LeBron not clutch thing is was just said to be said with no actual stats because he has he has a lot of winning plays. So LeBron yeah. has a killer mode. He so does. LeBron's killer mode is like imposing his will on the flow of the game. Exactly. Like the whole game just changes when he's in, in his killer mode. Right play consistently. Team his team getting hot, but. Yeah, it was it was an off game. He missed a couple games coming up back from injury, whatnot. The the, the Clippers are a really good team. He yeah. made a just a really bad play at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, before then, the, the Lakers were up by twenty, but they just took their foot off the gas and ended up getting killed at the very end. Fuck Patrick Beverly, but yeah. <laughs> All right, next question is by <laughs> at girls. Please DM me. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy is really funny. His question was, "What's a realistic star player you see getting disgruntled that would be re- realistically attainable and helpful to Kadeem Allen in the Knicks t- timeline?" <laughs> Bro, you know who Kadeem Allen is, right? Yeah, he's a two-way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like he. He's a self-titled president of the Kadeem Allen Hive. Um, I'll tell you right now, I want Kadeem Allen cut for Kenny Wooten. I want him, I want him to have his two-way contract. But if I want to go based off your uh, your question, I guess I'll pretend Kadeem Allen's our backup point guard. <laughs> uh, a realistic star player. I mean, shooters always help. Uh, as I said earlier, Buddy healed. You might be pretty disgruntled. Uh, I guess that's about it. Yeah, let's go in this imaginary world. Let's say, let's say Buddy Hill. Yeah, let's just go so Buddy Hill. To team up with Kadeem freaking Allen. Bro, if Kadeem Allen starts playing, and if he gets, if he gets high, I, I can see a guy like Giannis or Cat asking out. I, I'll see that. Couple, I'll see that. A couple threes, and that's all it needs. To get Giannis out of Milwaukee. Kadeem Allen makes the right play every time. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be on Sports Center. <laughs> uh, next question. This is a infamous Brooklyn Nets fan, but I love my guy. It's Brett. His at is I hate you thotties. His question is why is Kevin Knox so bad? That was <laughs> <laughs> no, just interesting days. Figure. <laughs> yeah, no, this guy, he's a comedian. But why, why is, is Kevin, Kevin Knox so bad? Oh, guys, I, I'm going to agree with you right there. Kevin Knox is a bad basketball player at this current juncture and probably for the foreseeable future. Why is he so bad? I think it's because he started playing basketball when he was like 14, 15 years old. He used to be a football player, so he's not been playing basketball for that long. Uh, he's kind of goofy. In his body, uh, God, why is Kevin Knox so bad? Uh, you you want to answer this? Uh, I, I, I'm, I just blaming, I'm blaming Kentucky basketball. Really? Yeah, they haven't they haven't had a a great wing player come out of Kentucky since their backup guard Devin Booker, who didn't even start 
who was their backup. I just feel like Kentucky hasn't developed good guards or forwards in a while. Uh-huh. Like who's, who's who's the last like like I said, Devin Booker? They haven't they haven't really developed any wing guards as of lately. I think I think it might I think it might be Kentucky. Yeah. And I might just making I just might be making a big excuse for him, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think he's a bad basketball player. He he, he's a project. He's the biggest. He's the most classic case of a project. He's gonna take years, but Gamble. he is honestly very ass right now. I'm yeah. not gonna argue with you. He might not be. Uh, damn, I don't want to be that harsh. We might not see him in the league in like five years, maybe. God damn. Uh, I have been like saying that Ignis Bragzakis, our second round pick. I honestly think he might be better than Kevin Knox. I'm I'm not even joking right there. He, I, like I think I said, I've seen enough. Put, put Knox in the G League. Let, let's see something. And then if yeah. he's not putting up at least over 15 in that, then. Well, in Kevin Knox's defense, he has been a little bit better passer this year. His jump shot is looking better. It's just everything else. Uh, uh, we'll go on to the... My last question here by Steve Bennett. You have any more questions after this? Yeah. Do you want me to go? Oh, oh no, I'll, I'll ask this one real quick. Okay. Steve Bennett. His at is S Bennett B E N N E T T four five seven. His question is: What are some backup options for GM president if Masai isn't coming? And also, who do you think were the best players that said they were preferred? to be traded according to Begley. Uh, we answered pretty much the, the, the Begley stuff earlier, which players we think asked to be traded. Mm-hmm. But backup options, if Masai isn't coming, I've been seeing Sam Presti. I've been seeing, I think, Neil Oshelai. That's the Trailblazers guy. i also been seeing the Raptors GM. I don't know what his name is, but you know he's under Masai. Those are the names I've been seeing. Uh, any of those names would be fine by me. The thing is with the Knicks, if you sign a guy that has just a track record, like some guy that knows what he's doing as a GM or president, I think we'll be fine. You only have to run the Knicks like as an NBA team. You, you will be fine. We've just been, run, we've been running as a circus for the last couple of years. So we'll be happy with anyone that has a semblance of what they're doing. All right. Well, um. Sam Presti is a is is a good name. I mean, he made a few questionable, you know, decisions, but like only only a few. The James Harden and the <laughs> has this guy played Andre Robertson? When's the last time this guy played? He, he got paid and feel like he hasn't played since. Oh, I don't even know what happened to Robertson. I don't know what the hell's going well, on. Um, yeah, Sam Presti's probably would be my. If not, if not Messiah. Yeah, he's had the OKC competitive for a long time now. Right now. And they're going to be competitive the next decade, too. As of right now, they'll be in the playoffs. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a really good name. Uh, all of his good outweighs the bad tremendously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bring up your questions. Uh, yeah, my last questions. Actually, he does have a Twitter, but he he um he's a regular listener and a good friend. So he sent. He said, "How I think we answered it kind of, but um, how does the East match up with the West now that 
that a team like the Heat are playing well? Uh, well, in the end, it's going to be one-on-one. And yeah. I'm taking any of the West teams or the East team. So Miami's not going to really change too much for me. But they are fun to watch. So I'll say that. Yeah, um, yeah. at the end of the day, I think the Western team is definitely winning. But are we surprised? Are we surprised that he playing so well? Of course, I'm definitely. Um, I was not expecting this at all. This was a team that was saying they was desperately looking to get Bradley Bill or a Chris Paul. So maybe they might even be shocked at, at themselves how great they're playing. Could be. They have a really good coach, Jimmy Butler. Uh, you always expect him to be good. Maybe not yeah, this good, but just good. I'm glad you say sports is a, he's he's an incredible coach. Yeah, he, no, he's a top he got, coach. He got he got um he didn't get the respect just because he had the big three, but he's he's a great coach. Yeah. Okay. Well that does it on the questions. I did have a question I wanted to ask ourselves though. This yeah. is something I thought of. Uh, thoughts on Zion changing his running and movements uh, from the Pelicans? My uh, thoughts. Did you see that report? Yeah, sorry. My yeah, thoughts. What you think is, about that? My thoughts is that his entry is way worse than what was originally said. Could be. I, I he said he's feeling healthy now, but it could be. We never know from look outside looking in. Like I said, it's it's hard. He looks. He does look overweight. Uh-huh. But I really don't. It's 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 tough for a guy like him because he's his most of his game is based off his athleticism. Yeah. So maybe they just want to play safe, make sure he's landing properly, and make sure he's keeping a toe on his body. We they might we might be overthinking it. It might not be that big, but hearing a player. Learn to walk and run again. It's it just sounds crazy. I am I'm honestly a big fan of this because uh, he is a bigger guy, so I understand the concern. But for the the Pelicans to be thinking about this, a lot of I think a lot of athletes do not run and jump and land properly, especially like you watch D Rose. Some, someone tweeted a joke. That D Rose was landing like MVP D Rose was always landing off dunks like a Marvel character. Yeah, especially landing. That's yeah, and it wears down wears down your knees. But you know, I, I have a godson as you guys, uh, as some of you, as some of you know, he just turned nine months yesterday, and I've been thinking about like sports he can get into, like as young as he can, if you know, look at things he can enjoy, and a sport that actually came into mind was track and field uh, that I've been looking at. And they were like talking about a science behind running and just certain movements you do while you're running help you, you know, increase your speed without like, you know, a certain, uh, putting out, putting more energy into it. But it was, it, I read like a couple articles like, just explaining a lot of just top athletes do not know how to properly run, you know, all their movements. So it's kind of the same idea here, you know, getting him started early on in his NBA career. I do really like this for him, especially, you know, he's the 280-pound power forward, 6'7". It, it could wear him down in the in the future. So I do like them taking this. I know it looks bad right now, but if it ends up working out, 
I mean, it's, it's gonna look really good for the Pelicans. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it sounds bad. I just, I think it sounds weird, but I kind of know what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. like right now in high school, mm-hmm. had, they had to, put, they gave um, my basketball team a personal like trainer, so he's working on like stuff like that, like. I can't jump. I can only jump high off my left leg. Yeah. Like I can't jump. I, I can't jump high off my right, and I can't jump high off two feet. This is something that actually has to be taught. You think that you work out on your your legs, and then you automatically just start jumping high? And like, no, this is this is stuff that you have to practice. Like yeah. it was just weird. I only could jump high off my left. Yeah. This, no, that's definitely a thing. This is why it's it's. This is this is good going forward, but it just sounds weird because it's an NBA player, and it's a rookie, and it's, it's Zion, who's one yeah. of his names going into this season. Yeah, no, exactly. So, as yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Well, I guess that wraps everything up for the new year. Happy New Year's to you guys. Happy birthday to, to Saran over here. Appreciate uh, it. We're going to see you guys next year. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast and making sure we stayed alive for the year of 2020. (laughs) So we'll definitely be here. I'm going to definitely be more interested in getting more guests up here as time goes on. Uh, Those episodes have gone really well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when making this podcast, I always thought about, you know, just getting more voices heard out there. So we'll definitely get into that. But thank you guys for listening. Have a happy new year. Uh, if you're going to drink, you know, call an Uber or a Lyft. Yes, yes. And just appreciate your family and friends around you. Yes, happy new year, guys. All right. We'll see you guys next, next decade. <laughs>